podcast we are here with episode number five already um it's so exciting i'm back again with a book review and an interview for you this week let's not hang about let's get cracking my book review this week is the witch of the forest guide to astrology magic this is by lindsay squire and illustrated by vicky lester it was published in october 2022 by leaping hair press um let's get into a summary Astrology is a powerful tool for better understanding yourself and others. Aligning your actions with the movement of the stars and planets can help soothe 21st century anxiety and empower you to live your happiest life. Whether you're new to astrology, witchcraft or both, astrology magic will reveal how to use simple magic and astrology to boost your well-being, find self-love and acceptance and harness the power of the stars in your life as well as your witchcraft practice. So this is the third book in Lindsay Squire's series of guides. There are two others, um, one on natural magic, one on earth magic. I haven't read either of those, by the way. Um, but there, there is a, like, well, there's a tenuous link between this book review and my interview today. <laughs> Topic-wise, they're totally different. Um, so I'm actually not sure if there, if there are any books on art and witchcraft out there but if you know of one hit me up because I'll be all over that if not then write one please (laughs) maybe I'll write one anyway the link is that this guide to astrology magic is illustrated by one of my favorite illustrators Vicky Lester of forensics and flowers it's absolutely stunning the book itself is a great resource for all fundamental elements of astrology you know it's very much beginner orientated um but that's you know that's the point of the guide so i won't hold that against it um but i think even seasoned astrologers would can get a lot out of it because um just how vicky has visualized Lindsay's words it's just stunning it breaks down the signs of the zodiac and the planets um showing the basic correspondences and everything again stunningly laid out so that you can you'll actually be encouraged to keep making reference to it and not just defaulting to pinterest like many of us do um it goes through what aspects are which is the bit i found most helpful to be honest because those are the bits that always kind of um i can never quite fully understand Uh, but it helps you also understand retrogrades and why everyone is always talking about them but my favorite chapter is uh, the one that combines astrology and magic Uh, so it goes into detail about how you can use astrology in your practice um, and it's also home to one of my my favorite illustration in the in the whole book and that is uh, one of the lunar cycle because who doesn't love that we love looking at the moon phases i don't know why we do but yeah it's got the the lunar cycle each of the moon phases with beautiful flowers and leaves around it and i'll just leave you to I'll, i'll share a picture or something when um I post about this episode going live but yes absolutely beautiful it's quite a short book um, so this is hence the short review I won't give too much away um but overall I would give this book five stars four for content and an extra star because it is honestly just so good looking it's just so good looking um I don't mind flicking through these pages that you can see it but um yeah absolutely stunning top job My guest this week is Che Correa. Che was our cover model, actually, on our winter 2021 issue. Absolutely stunning. And she is much loved by all of us here at Witchology. A photographer, artist, and purveyor of magical goods, Che is one of those people who just, everything she touches turns to gold. Um, (laughs) So welcome, Che. Thank you for being here. 
Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I love you guys so much. You didn't even know. <laughs> um, so I'm just really, really excited to to be a part of this. So thank you for including me. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you for being here. Um, so Che is here to chat with us today about uh, art, creativity, and how we can harness this within our witchcraft practices. So let's talk a bit about your creations, first of all, um, namely your photography, which is always absolutely stunning. Uh, so where do you often find your inspiration for those for the concepts um you know that you develop for your shoots well um I, I do gather inspiration from many different places um most some of them online and some of them you know magazines books stories you know anywhere I can really get my hands on and of course being a visual artist I do function more on a visual basis so it hits me harder if I something I see um, I do gather a lot of inspiration from fellow artists as well. You know, I mean, the community, the, the witchcraft community is full of people who love to express themselves through art, many mediums. So I just kind of, you know, everyone that does something online or um, whether it's an article that I've read or something, any, any, any of that, and all of that influences, you know, all the things that I do. Sometimes I feel like, hey, I want to create a little bit of like, um, digital magic with like moving elements and stuff like that. Other times it, I just want it to be a simple, powerful portrait, you know, of a witch or a woman or something, someone, someone can identify with. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So do you find that, um, how much of it kind of comes down to symbolism or, and how much of it is more kind of a sensory thing, you know, saying that you are as a visual artist, very much driven by visuals. Um, mm -hmm. Do you find it's those sensory visual things that inspire you or is it, is it more like a kind of, okay, I want to say this message. These are the things that kind of symbolize it. And so this is what I'm bringing into it. That is an excellent question. A very good question. It really depends on what's happening. Um, sometimes I will do work that is more, um, whether it's happening in my life or like on a social, political level, world level. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's, it's about me. Sometimes it's about like struggles I'm going through. If I'm going through a pretty rough time, then my art tends to get darker and more um, subliminally. There's messages in there that I want to portray. Um, sometimes it's all just about, I saw something online. I thought it looked beautiful, evocative, emotional, and I wanted to recreate it and put a spin on it. Sometimes it's just that. Um, other times it's a part of, um, ritual. Now I haven't really traveled a lot into that segment because as of now, I've just been exploring my own situation, you know, um, and myself to get to know myself better. Um, and now that I've done that, this has been a, a wonderful year of transformation for me. So now that I've done that, I feel like I could get uh, more in depth with um, with my art in that way, where I can expose a little bit more of myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that absolutely. Path of actually adding more magical elements and doing it for the purpose of spell casting or ritual yeah. um, creation. Yeah. You know, definitely, so. definitely. Um, and we'll, I think, yeah, let's dig into that a little bit um, in a bit. <laughs> um, so thinking a bit again about the symbolism, um, something I was thinking about the other day, I keep seeing these um, sort of videos and things popping up, usually on TikTok, where people are, I mean, usually on, on my page, it's people having a go at people saying about um, how there's a lot of like anti-intellectualism going on at, at the moment, yes. where um, people are saying like, maybe the curtains were just blue, you know, it's not that deep. <laughs> Um, right. 
and this I, I struggle with as uh, as an artist myself as well like the how can you only think how can you I mean there's something to be said for enjoying art and enjoying media for you know just for yeah, purely for entertainment but I feel like not even trying to understand it on a different level takes away so much of all the point of it for me <laughs> I don't know about you how do you feel yeah. about it? well um going back to a little bit back to um to the question that was posed um I feel like um like sometimes the symbolism just comes through on its own because I do participate in that sensory you know or something just really appeals yeah. to me and on a on a back of the mind level it's just flowing through me um and coming onto the page um and then people see it and go oh well that symbolizes this and that symbolizes that and then I go oh shit um yeah. wow like in that and sometimes people read my images and, and it resonates with me in such a way and I'm like there's and, and I just call it sometimes just spirit moving me you know and like just channeling through me and I'm just like cool that's what came out uh, you yeah. know that's what happened and I'm glad it symbolizes that and, and that's okay even recently somebody did a little um study of my work um and focused on a particular image and the images of me sitting on the ground with a cage over my head and there's butterflies flowing around me now I've been working with butterflies for many years uh for a while I I like resonated with a butterfly transformation right and um yeah, gathering wings and so when they saw that image they interpreted the butterflies as immature witchcraft and I was like it could very well be it I didn't put that definition on there um there's maybe some books somewhere that says that that's what that means I'm not really sure but I don't I guess now that I'm becoming a little bit more um that it's just getting deeper and deeper I may look into that if I went if there's something I really want to post out but usually I just it's just kind of just flows yeah absolutely that's yeah. part of the the fun I think is like as creators we can either uh we can I mean a lot of the time like you say it's just a state of flow that and that's when mm -hmm. you get into that creative state um and whatever kind of comes out is whatever's moving within you and then and you know that's what you're producing on the page or in the image or you know however whatever your medium might be but the but then the audience the part of the fun of being an audience and enjoying stuff that people create mm -hmm. is is having those different interpretations and then speaking Absolutely. with them and having that conversation about oh actually because if I were to speak to that person that said to you about butterflies I would completely disagree with them and say well how can it be immature when a butterfly is is a thing that's already been through a whole life as a caterpillar and then it's transitioned into this next layer you know right Absolutely. <laughs> so how can it be immature actually this links to the conversation I had with Tess on the podcast um on the second episode where we were thinking about or like talking about the symbolism of butterflies and how actually they they only live for a few days after becoming butterflies and the whole purpose of it is to is to mate and that's it and <laughs> lay some yeah. eggs and then die because <laughs> that's die. the it's the end of the process for that creature so mm -hmm. yeah I would um but that's part of the that is part of the fun of of um or maybe, maybe fun isn't the word sometimes it could be 
move of, it. Of how to interpret it, yeah, or how it yeah. feels to other people, how it hits. And it's just, it's really the fun of art altogether. Mm -hmm. Like, it could mean different things to different people. And that's okay, because um, I always want my message, if I'm really, really strongly portraying a message, to come through. But I can't control how other people react to it. And that's part mm -hmm. of the fun. That's part of the joy of, like, I may be constructing something dark and mysterious because I'm going through a dark, depressive state, whatever the case may be. But somebody who's already been through some of that and is on the other side of that could look at it and go, I remember it resonates with me. I know exactly where you're coming from. I don't see it that way anymore because I'm somewhere else in my journey. But I yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? And that's so powerful to me. That's so powerful Definitely. to me. Yeah. And it, it opens that door for so much more meaningful conversation or meaningful connection um, between us as well, you know, between yeah. us and between the art and, um, you know, and that's beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. Something you touched on, uh, how did you phrase it? Like spirit moving through you while you're creating. I love that as a, uh, as a, a notion, would we call it? Um, because again, like if you think about how different people read tarot, for example, um, mm -hmm. they, some readers uh, learn, you know, by the book, you know, like by the guidebook that might come with a particular deck, but then others might go completely on their interpretation of the artwork. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I guess it's a, a similar sort of thing. Like if you're reading a piece of art or reading a creation by somebody, then you're kind of seeing, well, how is this message through, flowing through this piece and into you? And, you know, and that's a personal thing that you can either take or leave, I suppose. I agree. Yes, wholeheartedly agree. And not only that, but um, you never know how your work resonates with other people and, and moves other people. And I don't think you would ever want to control that narrative. You, you don't ever want to control that because you may be limiting then your art to reach someone in a way you never interpreted them to ever, you know what I'm saying? To ever reach them that way. Yeah. Um, so you just do what you feel, put it out there. And then the world as it will, will take it and do what it will with it and whether it's art or not they will also make that determination and to you as art and it don't I mean to me what I make is art and if somebody wants to tell me that what I don't make is art that's their interpretation of it to me it is art is what I, I created it I modified it I made it into my own thing and that is the art part of it right that's the artistic part of it mm. so so yeah so it's really fun though to see other people and how um, they might interpret your work in different ways. It's just, I'm always, when I throw it out there, I know that that may come back to me and, and that's okay. And I'm open to that as an artist. Yeah. Um, and of course, I have my boundaries, of course, where I'm like, well, uh, you know, that really wasn't the intention or you're seeing too much into it. But again, I can't control that. I can only like speak to people about it on a, you know, and get on, um, bring them up to my level or kind yeah, of guide say, them. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Like, you can keep that and enjoy that for yourself. Yeah, enjoy that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, okay, so I mean, you touched on it slightly uh, before, uh, just in the in the first sort of intro question, I suppose. Um, but how do you? So how are you starting to? I guess um, how are you starting to weave your artistic pursuits into your practice? Okay. Excellent question. I'll be starting reading into it um, because um, people learn different ways. I I am not going to, I'm trying to be a knowledgeable witch by educating myself, but I don't know everything. And of course, it would make sense maybe on some level that an artist should 
want to combine their practice, their witchcraft practice and their art. Um, but I've never used it that way before. So I started educating myself, reading about it and seeing the ways that I could introduce um, some of my artwork into the ritual aspect of my practice. Um, and, and of course, because I'm both analytical and artistic brain, <laughs> you know, I am trying to come up with a way to, um, to have kind of like a, like a series of, of process, if you will, for rituals, uh, which is what it is, right? Well, you, I want to start with a dance um, and some performance, right? And then I want to take that performance and maybe record it or maybe um, um, photograph it in a way. Um, and then move into either spell creation or um, any other part of the ritual that I may be creating. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to like, I'm not, I know that eventually I'll be like, all right, what I'll do is I'll make sigils as art form and like drop that. I'm not ready to be so cut and dry with the way I use my art into my witchcraft just yet. I want to leave it and I want to express whatever comes in that emotional dance part, performance part of the ritual to mm -hmm. um to to record that and I don't know if I'm going to share it or not I have no idea yet <laughs> yeah. but I know I want to record it and I want to see it and I want to see what it looks like and I want to see what it how it hits me and and you know and it's a very private you know if there's gonna there could be a lot of emotional release there could be you know other things um so yeah. I don't know <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm dipping the toe. I'm dipping the toe in to see what see, it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and it, like you say, it is completely private and a personal journey uh, to kind of go through go through that. And you, you know, mm -hmm. if you don't end up um, sharing any of it, you know, that's totally yeah. Um, but if I'm educating, but if I'm educating people on how they can, because my ultimate goal is to just. Um, have people be more creative in their everyday lives and um, even because my sister for example my sister says that she's not creative she's like I'm not creative like you I don't like tattoos I don't like and I'm like you're still creative you're just not exercising that muscle you're not working your muscle your creativity muscle and I want everybody to understand that everybody can be creative anyone can do it it's just a matter of like taking your struggles or your and well, some all of us some of us or most of us already do stuff like this, you know? Um, but I think that, um, that it's important that people understand that you can be creative, even if it's in your own time, in your own little space, in your own world. Nobody has to see it if you don't want them to see it, or if it's powerful enough where you want to be like, damn, that's, wow, that's intense. And I want to share this freaking journey with everyone, every one of my friends and do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I'm very much a um I will scream and shout from the rooftops about how everyone is creative you know to be creative and to create is is to be human um yeah. but, and what I what I think the barrier a lot of people have is that they confuse being creative with being artistic and actually they're two very different things it's like okay well in your daily life even if you have a job as an accountant you know how are you solving problems that is being creative you know right. and I think it's about all of us going through the journey like you say um, and finding that that creative work or that creative practice that actually really works for us and actually speaks to us and that we resonate with and that doesn't have to be painting photography right. you know I can't even think of any others yeah. <laughs> you know, breadth of anything, pottery yeah. nothing, it doesn't have to be anything like that it can be exactly 
whatever you want it to be. And just, it, and I feel like it's unlocking kind of like a door for someone to be like, oh, oh, wait. So, you know, I can think of things outside the box. I can think of, you know, solutions to problems that, you know, I can think of solutions that some people even may say they're, they're stupid. Who cares? Just say it out loud and see if it actually materializes or, or if, if people go, hmm, maybe they are, hmm. or if they don't, and you just think it's a good idea for yourself, that's okay too. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, it's, but it's, it's really, it's really fun to see people unlock that door and be like, yeah, I, I can be creative. Definitely. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of it that comes down to um connecting with ourselves as well it's quite a vulnerable thing to be to produce something like especially creative artistic work it's um there's a lot of vulnerability in it and I think a lot of people hide from that and that's what's another thing that kind of stops them so whenever anyone asks me um how do I get started or like how do what should I do if I want to start drawing or how do I get better at drawing or whatever I always say start with some shadow work <laughs> do that first find out what it is that's stopping you from thinking that you can do it right now and right. then you know go from there yeah and there's level there's different levels of course of creativity and artistic expression right and I feel like I I have been making progressions um throughout my photography journey and throughout my life I'm becoming more creative but I feel like this year was the first year where I actually took a deep look inside. Um, and I'm still working through that. You know, it's the first year where I'm actually like, wait, um, I'm focusing on me. Like I have a partner who's supportive and amazing and wants to get to know me with me, which is great. Um, and that's why I'm now starting to incorporate my art into my witchcraft. I feel like I needed the time to get through the journey. I didn't rush it. I didn't skip steps. I have literally tried <laughs> in all my power to do the work, to become a, a better artist, to become, to connect more with people through my art, um, to educate because as much as I want to be like the internet and social media and all the worries and all the blues and all the bad things, I still want to use it because I love to teach and I still want to teach people how they can do the, these things or, you know, whatever they want to do with their practice and their, and their creativity. So, um, yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, I just, absolutely. I, I, um, and I think, um, especially, um, artists and any creators of any kind, um, using social media particularly at the moment where everything sort of seems to be shifting I think we're kind of getting into a different way that people engage with it um and it's quite painful because we're we're expecting it to behave in one way and actually it's starting to to change and um if we're if we're putting too much emphasis on on that as a uh, I don't want to say as a strategy, but as a channel, I suppose. Um, yeah. then then that's when it's gonna uh, it's gonna continue being painful. But maybe it's about sort of changing our um, and this is something I've been kind of trying to think about myself as well. Like, oh, how do I change my relationship with mm -hmm. um with this and and thinking it's okay to um because it kind of feels a little bit like shouting it or screaming into the void, doesn't it? And it's like oh, I've uh, I've put yeah. so much effort into creating this thing and nobody is seeing it um but then you then I guess it's reframing it thinking well actually there, there is a handful of people that are seeing it and the reception has been really good so why isn't why isn't that enough and I have to kind of think about yeah. <laughs> think about you that know, a little bit I, I often think about well if one person one person and what if that person is me yeah exactly 
I wanted that person to see. And it impacted me tremendously to make that piece of art. Exactly. And it made me realize things about myself that I didn't know about. And it made me, you know, question things that I never questioned before. Then that is enough. Yeah. And I've put stuff out there that flops. I mean, this, like, I honestly, on Instagram right now, I'm literally posting for like 30 people. I don't care. I actually recently, today, I think I turned my, my account into private because I'm to the point where, I, again, I'm I'm creating for me and and maybe for those people who are chilling with me and if not, that's cool too. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a, yeah. I'm starting to see it on a lot more personal level. And do I yeah. want my art to be, to do well? Of course. What artist doesn't yeah. want their art to do well? But if they don't, if that particular piece doesn't do well, that doesn't mean it's a waste of time or wasted effort. I'm sure we as artists get something out of it. Mm -hmm. The one person who sees it gets something out of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And if, if it's one of those things, because I feel I find the most disheartening ones is when when you've tried or you're trying something new and um, oh my God. it takes a long time. And because I've, I've been kind of over the last couple of years trying to get really creative with like videos and making uh, uh, like different kinds of things. So it might be like a stop motion thing or right. uh, like like animation or something. And yeah. but then I'm like, well, do I what, you know, do I share it? And if I do and it doesn't sort of get the reach isn't very good. And like I have that kind of five minutes of thinking oh this is really bad and then remembering well actually no because that's not why I'm doing it but I think we kind of get not I get tricked into this kind of social media thing mm -hmm. where we're, we're thinking that that's we're kind of performing for it for an audience but we're not like well I mean some people might be that's up to them but um yeah it's kind of reminding yourself well why is it that I'm actually making these things I'm not making it to post on social media I'm making something that I then happen to <laughs> I'm sharing it I, yes. you know, that's, that's, and that's, that's a quick thinking of like, or how I've changed my thinking on it, because I used to create for social media, I'd be like, I'm going to do this for social media, I'm going to do this for social media. And, uh, and, and that's in the beginning of this past year of this year of this year, uh, where I started just I'm going to do the things for I had to keep up with the social media monster, blah, blah, blah. So my art wasn't any way connected. It was connected to me in the sense that I provided power through my images and my energy that I was relating to my images, but it wasn't correlated to my practice in any way, shape or form. Um, and then um, I've changed my thinking and I said, instead of creating for social media, I'm going to share what I create, right? I'm not sharing, I'm not creating for it anymore. And if I don't post for five, six days, then I don't post for five, six days because I'm creating for myself. <laughs> And then I choose what I, you know, choose to share with people. So in that sense, now I feel like I can incorporate my art into my witchcraft more because I'm creating art for the purpose of feeding my soul yes. and, and using it for my witchcraft. And if I don't share it, I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I wasted my time because that's a, and, and I want to say a creator's part of the creator syndrome that I feel that we get, like we get feel mm -hmm. guilty if we don't create for a while. We're like, oh my God, I haven't posted in like two days. Yeah. my people like what's going on like I'm not gonna get enough engagement and I've just like I've just like put that all behind and be like you know what um let's just create for you and then share that and it comes across better I think it comes across more authentic um yeah. it comes across like you are doing your thing and not necessarily following trends on social media or you know what I'm saying it comes yeah absolutely no definitely and it may take longer <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's a, a really good book um, by Seth Godin um, 
well a book that i enjoyed anyway um called shipping oh my god what's it called i've completely forgotten shipping the creative work okay. or the practice that's it it's called the practice shipping okay. the creative work and would definitely right. recommend it um because it kind of talks about how well knowing well who is it for um and i mean ultimately you know it's for yourself but um if you are choosing to share that and it you know it moves 10 people rather or 100 people or a thousand people um or you know you get ba bad feedback on it it's okay because it's not for them you know or it's not for those other people it's for for yourself and then for these people that are engaged with it and are seeing it and you know being moved by it um, right. so it's kind of reminding ourselves of that sometimes I suppose <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah um so I was going to uh, ask you about um I don't really know your spiritual beliefs and things but I wondered whether in your journey to incorporating your uh, craft into into your craft your craft into your witchcraft <laughs> um will that incorporate and again you don't have to share if it's a bit too personal um uh any sort of deity or any um maybe your ancestors or anything like is there any any other like as an act of devotion are you going to kind of incorporate that into it at all um as of right now I have been dabbling more into ancestor work um, and I think I've shared a bit online about the ancestry, um, test that I did to just get to know, just kind of confirm what I already knew. Right. <laughs> um, but it was nice to see it, to see it so detailed first and foremost. And then not only did I do ancestry to kind of like get a sense of genetically what I'm composed of scientifically and all that jazz but also I was able to look into my family tree and mm -hmm. I was able to look into my dad's parents their parents and their parents parents and, and see that lineage come down and it was really really interesting and um and yeah so now I'm incorporating some of that work some of that ancestral work in there um and I feel more confident in doing that and I feel more connected to it in doing that. So I've been incorporating a lot of the Taino um, mythology and beliefs into my practice. And ritualistically, I am hoping to uh, incorporate some more primal elements into, into my ritual work, um, a performance of hailing to the moon or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so it's been impactful. And it's been, it's been fun. It's been really, really good. My family actually, you know, <laughs> I come from a family they're all super mega western religion right they're all very uh, catholic protestant um so I am the odd, odd person out um in more in more ways than than one like spiritually physically you know in every way I'm just different from yeah. them so it was a way to connect with them in a way that didn't include politics or religion you know and it was a way to connect and they, I think that they appreciated me showing interest in where we came from and mm -hmm. how did we get here and all that stuff. So, um, and of course my dad, I can talk to my dad a little bit about the spiritual side of it and how I'm incorporating into my practice, but my, I can't speak to my mom on it. So even though it has some benefits um, to, of connecting with my direct immediate family, um, that's, that's also provided for me a deeper look into myself and what I can bring to my practice right so those two things kind of balance themselves out I think yeah does that make sense it does make a lot of sense yeah definitely okay cool. um 
no it's so interesting and so um cathartic I suppose in a lot of ways and uh, especially if you can't have those sort of discussions with your immediate family members um or you know but if there is a journey you can take and connect with with those past then yeah that's um yeah building a little ancestor like and it's been really you know it's just been really really good it's been really really good and refreshing to be like okay I I'm an eclectic witch I don't necessarily follow like a particular path you know I kind of like I have there are a couple of um, Eastern elements that I incorporate into my my path. There's a couple of, of um, European elements. There's, of course, elements now that are coming from the Arawak and indigenous elements um, because they're all far from a part of who I am. Of course, I am. I, there's some that I want to connect to on a deeper level than others, but I feel like it's it's really it's been really fun to to expand my practice beyond what I knew about crystals and herbs, you know, because when I first started 20 years ago, that's all I read about. I read about crystal herbs and all this stuff. And now it feels deeper. It feels more rooted in me. It feels like it's my own. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think that's a really good tip for any uh, kind of newer witches or newer on the path who might be listening. Um, it's because there is an abundance of information, isn't there, on herbs, crystals, everything. Yes, um, but yeah, taking that time to find out how it resonates with you, um, as you say, especially if you're um, if you do have an art practice that you do already um, incorporating into that to kind of have that deeper connection is. Um, yeah. yeah. So I guess my best advice to anybody who's an artist and also which is is to get each one individually um I, I can compare it to many relationships you know that you have and you want to get to know each one individually so that then you can bring them together and they can coexist harmoniously without one taking over the other one engulf you know what i'm saying art can just mm -hmm. engulf your witchcraft practice and you never do anything just for the sake of doing a spell now you have to do all this other stuff or witchcraft mm -hmm. taking over completely your art now you don't make art for anything but spell crafting and rich you know what i'm saying it has to be a yeah. balance i'm a libra yeah. i'm a libra <laughs> through and through i preach balance and everything and it's just it's becoming more apparent as i get older i'm like balance man gotta have that balance yeah so yeah. knowing them individually to then be able to combine them harmoniously and then give each one what it needs um, so that they can coexist together I think it's the best way that you can incorporate art into your witchcraft yeah love that yeah and I think that's a, a perfect uh, message to to conclude on um, although I have so many things running around my mind that um, we could talk about I could literally talk about this all day <laughs> oh me too anytime you want to I'm here for it girl anytime like hours and hours I could spend conversing with you you are just so lovely and I'm just so happy that I finally get to see your face I know it, I find oh. it so funny that I feel I feel like I already know you and it, I don't do you know what I mean like it's yes. talking to you now maybe I'll you know maybe we knew each other in another life <laughs> yeah I think so absolutely yeah. but this was I so much fun I have one last question though, completely, yeah. unrelated, completely unrelated. Okay. If there were going to be a Calypso Fire Witch movie uh, about you and all your practice and everything, who would play you? Oh. <laughs> um, Lisa Bonet. Oh, okay, nice. I love her. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Yeah. And I think she, 
I would sit down and have dinner with her and then have drinks with her. I don't even drink. Now we totally have drinks with her. And then I would sit, I mean, cause I know she is, you know, she is of spiritual mind. She doesn't, you know, there's, you just know about certain people, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I know that she leads a more natural holistic lifestyle and I would just love to get in there. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But I feel like, um, yeah, I think like she would, yeah. Yeah, that's a good choice. A Solid choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely watch that movie. It'd be great. <laughs> all right wonderful all right well thank you so much for um this evening well this evening for me is it lunchtime for you (laughs) yeah yeah it's lunchtime yeah yeah i'm about to create some more stuff today i think um i made some i did some quick reels yesterday for books and stuff like that which i absolutely love doing and i think today might be a day of creation as well because it's cold and it's hot it's rainy it's gross so we're not going anywhere we're gonna stay home and and so perfect you know definitely know how to sunday (laughs) so thank you very much for tuning in again today it has been an absolute pleasure if you like this episode you can enjoy it ad free by becoming a witchology subscriber not only do you get access to this podcast and lots of bonus episodes you will also get a print subscription to our magazine as well as cauldrons full of additional content on our exclusive members area on the website head to www magazine.com forward slash subscriptions to find out more until next time goodbye